The pages of a book are filled with great adventures, stories of everlasting love, heartbreak, and the classic whodunit. Explore them all with your host, Laura Young. Welcome to Read Astray. Hello, I'm Laura Young, teacher at All Good Middle School and an avid reader in general. Welcome to Read Astray, a podcast designated to reviewing books. In this episode, I will be reviewing Dr. Sleep by Stephen King. I normally start reviews by telling about the author, but I'd be surprised if anyone tuning in isn't familiar with Stephen King. I suppose he is most well-known for being a master of horror fiction, works such as It, Carrie, and Misery, but he has also written other masterpieces such as Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile. Incidentally, King is also a member of a band called the Rock Bottom Remainders. The Rock Bottom Remainders is a band that includes some of today's most talented authors, some of whom are Mitch Album, Dave Barry, Matt Groening, Ridley Pearson, Amy Tan, and Scott Turow. When I was in middle school, I discovered King and quickly gobbled up everything I could find. I always loved horror. In elementary school, I was reading books such as The Thing at the Foot of the Bed and Alfred Hitchcock's Ghostly Gallery. But Stephen King, and shortly after Edgar Allan Poe, certainly hooked me on the horror genre. I read The Shining in middle school, but it wasn't until recently that I saw the previews for the movie Dr. Sleep and decided to pick up this sequel. So obviously the genre is horror, but it's mostly of the supernatural variety, and there's only a little gore. Some may say the real scary aspect to the story is the main character's battle with alcoholism. This is a topic King knows personally and writes about with accuracy and realism. The main character is Danny Torrance, or Dan, the son of Jack and Wendy Torrance and survivor of a haunted hotel that drove his drunken father crazy and gave him a case of the Red Roms. Like his father, Dan has grown up to be a bad-tempered drunk, and he uses the booze to blot out his psychic powers as he drifts from town to town working menial jobs. The early part of the book focuses on Dan hitting bottom and then trying to pull himself together with the help of Alcoholics Anonymous. He winds up with a job as an orderly at a hospice where he earns the nickname Dr. Sleep for his ability to provide an easier death for the patients. Abra is another character, a young girl with a shining ability that dwarfs stands, but unfortunately Abra has come to the attention of a group of vampire-like creatures calling themselves the True Knot. They pretend to be humans who roam the country as harmless tourists in RVs while they track down and feed on the psychic energy collected from torturing children who have this shining. Wendy Torrance and Dick Halloran from the first novel make a small appearance as well. The main antagonist is Rosie the Hat. She is the leader of the True Knot. She is quite awful and quite powerful, but she has nothing on Abra. She is a character you love to hate. This book is almost two separate stories. One is about Dan Torrance struggling to come to terms with the legacy of his father, his abilities, or the shining as it's called, and his alcoholism. The other is about the battle to save a little girl from a pack of vicious monsters. Danny Torrance is all grown up but far from happy. He is still haunted by his past. To numb the pain and keep the ghost at bay, he follows in his father's footsteps with the bottle. 
You're listening to Red Astray. I am Laura, your book review host from the Henson Oakley Podcast Center. The holiday season is right around the corner. Are your teeth the vibrant light they once were or you wish they were? Henson Oakley on West Jackson Street in Cookville offers Zoom teeth whitening. For a whiter, brighter smile, visit Henson Oakley Family Dentistry to see if Zoom teeth whitening is right for you. Today's review is Stephen King's sequel to The Shining, Dr. Sleep. After a particularly disturbing drunken episode, Dan settles down in the town of Fraser and is a groundskeeper for a little village called Teeny Town. He works with a man, Billy, that turns out to be a great friend. Billy has a touch of the shining, nothing as strong as Dan's, but it's still there and Billy senses that Dan needs his help. So he gets him the job and gets him in with the town leader who becomes his AA sponsor. A little bit later, Dan starts working at Rivington House. It's an elderly home, a hospice, and he helps the residents when it's their time to pass. He is so gifted and so helpful that he earns the nickname Dr. Sleep. Residents will love Dan's kind heart and giving nature. While Dan is giving, getting his life together, a baby, Aubra Stone, is born and begins to show signs of the shine. As an infant, she sends dream messages to her parents for telling the 9-11 attacks. Later, she makes the piano play her favorite tune from her crib. These and other similar episodes continue, though no one really knows what to make of her abilities. Her family chalks up her premonitions and, premonitions and stunts to coincidence or unexplained circumstances. Abra makes contact with Dan through a chalkboard and a voice in his head. She also brief befriends Tony, Danny Torrance's imaginary childhood friend, confidant, and advisor, though Dan is somewhat unaware of this at the beginning. In time, Abra's psychic gifts bring her to the attention of a group of horrific vampire-like beings mentioned before called the True Knot. They torture and murder psychic children to absorb what they call their steam or their psychic essence. The True Knot becomes desperate to get their hands on Abra, who, coming to realize the danger she's in, asks Dan to help her. This leads to the thriller part of the story with the True Knot scheming to kidnap Abra and Dan and his cohort scheming to save her. Dan, Abra, Abra's father, and Billy work to defeat the True Knot and try to save Abra. The book is chock full of fascinating characters, both good and evil, and gruesome events in true King Stephen King style. The story isn't one of King's scariest tales, but it's a substantially good story that will stick with you. This is a good book if you're a King fan. Once you start, like so many of his best works, you'll want to or have to finish it, but it isn't The Shining, and anyone expecting a full-on gripping and frightening horror novel on par with that classic may be disappointed. It's probably not even fair to compare the two, but it is inevitable because a sequel is a sequel. One word of warning for those who have only seen the movie and not read the book King is basing this sequel on his version, the book version, and not the film, and there are several significant differences. In fact, King couldn't resist taking yet another shot at the Kubrick adaptation in his author's notes. I don't think he'll ever get over his dislike of the movie. 
King admits to being apprehensive to writing this sequel and wrestled with the idea for almost 30 years before taking it on. I was also a bit reluctant to the idea of reading it, but it turned out to be a remarkably solid effort and worth uh, with a lot of things I liked about it. The characters were real and well fleshed out, and I found myself rooting for Dan and Abra. I was honestly hoping for the intense fear I found in The Shining, but that didn't happen. However, I loved the themes of guilt, of self-destruction, of growth, and ultimately the possibility of overcoming the past. The most compelling aspect of the story was finding out what kind of man the kid from the Overlook Hotel grew up to be. And I appreciated getting more insight into Dick Halloran. His story was horrifying and believable. I'm looking more forward to the movie now that reading the book is behind me, though I never like the movie as well. It is my hope that the movie will give me some of the heebie-jeebies that the book lacked. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm always open for book recommendations or ideas as well as format suggestions. You can access me through social media. I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tune in again next time for another book review. Until then, happy reading. You've been listening to Red Astray. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.